0: This is the message from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, November 11th, 2012. Stepping up through gifts. So we continue our series this morning on stepping up in discipleship, stepping up as followers of Jesus Christ. And this morning we'll be looking at stepping up through our gifts, stepping up through our giving.
1: Well, good morning, Connection Church. All right, do you notice anything? I lost the swing. Okay, I'm going to show off just a little bit, because I'm going to praise the Lord. Okay, everybody, left arm up. You're going to do it with me. Come on. Put that arm up. Pray. Okay, there you go. Praise in the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, see, I, I haven't had time to do my exercises yet, so... uh Anyway, my name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we're two sinners saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for joining us today. Would you pray with us, please? God, thank you so much for this day. It's a day that you've made, a day that will rejoice and be glad in it. God, we also pause to uh, lift up the Stom's family and Alexis right now as she goes through... um, a procedure. Lord, we ask for total healing of her body and pray a covering over the family uh, for the services tomorrow night for Dave, a celebration of life. God, help us as a church continue to surround them, not just now, but in the weeks and months ahead. Lord, open our hearts so that we might receive your word today that we might be changed and transformed by it. We pray all this in your most holy and blessed name, and everybody gathered said, Amen.
0: Amen. Stepping up through gifts, let's be a little more specific. This isn't about birthday and Christmas gifts that we give one another. It's not about a wedding gift or an anniversary gift or even a gift that you give for no other reason other than just say, I love you. Today, when we're talking about gifts, we're talking about giving God Uh, giving to God, or giving in God's name, or giving on behalf of God. We're talking about the gifts that we bring into God's house, the gifts that will support the ministries we feel God is leading us to. Again, if this sounds a little familiar, it's because when we become disciple members, and that's coming up very soon for some of you, we agree to support the ministries of the church through our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness.
1: Now we we've shared this before. It's it's always a topic, this um, gift topic, this giving topic, that's a little bit challenging, um, maybe a bit difficult, maybe even taboo to talk about in the church. Is you know, some people think that money should not be part of this discussion today? Um, that all the church does is talk about money and. And that could be true for some places. Uh, We hope that that's not what you experience here. But that being said, some people think that their money should not be in the church and that topic discussed. And and that's kind of odd because one-tenth of the messages that Jesus shares in the Gospels is about money and possessions, some think that money might be more of a secular topic, that it's not, you know, a holy topic, but actually everything we have is God's. It's, uh, you know, this holy everything that we have is God's. So, therefore, we do need to talk about that in the mm. church. It's a wonderful
0: story in Scripture, brief little story, that um, deals with this topic of, of giving. Um, Jesus has been in teaching in the temple courts there, offering insights through Proverbs and answering questions of the teachers of the law as they try to entrap him, try to make him look bad. And then as Jesus is sitting there, this is what uh, Scripture tells us. It says, as he looked up, as Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. Truly, I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave out of their wealth, but she gave out of her poverty, she out of her poverty put in all she had to live on.
1: Well, after Jesus said this, he really went right on and he talked about how beautiful the temple was, but how the beauty of that temple would not last. Because, you know, nothing lasts forever except for um, God. The end would indeed come. He didn't dwell on this story of this widow. But these five scriptures are so important. They can teach us so much. It's a powerful message of this woman who put in just two very small copper coins in the offering. It's a message that Jesus shares Because she puts out of her poverty, not out of her wealth. She put out there everything that she had that she was living on.
0: I was at a meeting the other day over at St. Paul's United Methodist Church in Odessa with some other pastors from the area. We're part of what's called the Wilmington District of the Methodist Church, and was the Wilmington pastors. And part of that meeting was a, a worship service. The district superintendent uh, preached, and it was a great opportunity to just be in worship, on, on like where all y'all are today. And 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 part of the worship service was an offering. <laughs> I didn't come well prepared. We usually, well, we automat—I just have it automatically come out of the checking account or whatever, right? Ours here, for here. So, so when um, sh- she handles all that, anyway, and and I try not to carry a lot of cash because it just ruins my pants. It burns holes in my pockets. So, I um, I had yes, like two dollars with me when the offering. And I I really wanted to give more, uh, but they weren't taking the little orange card that day, you know. And I didn't think, and I, so I put in the $2 I had. And thinking about this morning's lesson, I mean, I, I guess the woman in the story and I, we both, hers were coins, okay, mine were bills, but we gave our last $2, right? I'm like right there with the story, right there with the woman in our story this morning, amen? No, no, no. <laughs> not, not even close, not even close, because even though that was the last two bills in my pocket, I still had this little magic card. We call it the magic orange card.
1: Now you call it the magic <laughs> orange card. Remember, I'm the one that does the bills. Well, me and when
0: the kids were home, we called it the magic orange card. Because, you know, you put it in the machine and what happens? It's like magic. And so even though I'm putting in my last two dollars that they were the last two I had on me, right? But I knew there was... There's always money in the, with the orange card, right? Uh, you know? So, we all, we know that that wasn't my last. I mean, I know that at home there's a, a thing of coins that we could, there was more money someplace, right? I wasn't putting in the end of my resources. I wasn't really putting in my last two dollars, even though that's the last two I happened to have on me at the time. You know, mine was, a mere pittance, this $2, whereas her two coins were absolute sacrifice because they were the last two coins, truthfully, that she had.
1: The Bible story tells us that she was poor. She didn't have resources to fall back on. She didn't have investments. She didn't have this bank account. She didn't even have money tucked under the mattress. She was poor, and yet, she gave out of her poverty. She gave not just um, two coins, she gave her last two coins. Did you catch that? She gave her last two coins. She offered God all she had. Everything. Now, like Alan, I've never offered God financially all that I've had. and. Um, that's exactly what she did. What an incredible faith, demonstration of faith we see in this story.
0: And you know, the truth is all that we have is God's, whether we put it out or not. We, the understanding is, hopefully the, we all understand, that all we have is God's. It's what we are able to use, what's in our accounts on loan, so to speak. But, you know, that was a great model she had, where those last two coins she she, she gave. But if you look in the Scriptures... Uh, Jesus is sharing that to show her sacrifice, to encourage us to sacrifice. Uh, it doesn't say in the Scriptures to give our last two coins. It does tell us, though, in other words, not take off bond, but it does tell us to take off the top. It tells us to, to give our first coins. It tells us be, before we uh, you know, pay the mortgage, before we uh, pay the car payment, before we even buy food, before we do any of those things, we're told to take from what we're given and give back to the Lord right off of the top.
1: It's called first fruits, and we see this in the scripture. We see it in in the Old Testament where God talks about the tithe. Tithe is 10% of what comes in, the first 10%. And since many people back when this was written in Malachi in the Old Testament, um, they lived off of the land they were farmers, so their 10% would be the first 10% of the land, what they made off of the land. So that's where the word first fruits comes from. Now, Malachi was a prophet. He was appointed by God to share a message to God's people. Prophets did not have an easy job. God used him to share an important insight and a difficult message. You see, at this point, the people have been very far from God. They had not been faithful to what God was asking them to do, what God told them to do. And God tells them to return to him, and he will return to them. In other words, when we follow God, what God tells us, we can't help but be close to God. Well, God then says that the people will ask, how can I return to you, how can I return to you? And God proceeds to tell them that they are robbing God, robbing God because they hadn't been bringing they had they did not bring the whole um, their tithe, the first fruits into the storehouse. They had not been bringing their grain offerings to the Lord, so that there would be food in God's house for those in need.
0: And then God says something through the prophet Malachi, that that we don't find elsewhere in Scripture. In fact, elsewhere in Scripture, we're told not to do this, but in this one particular case, God makes a a very intentional exception, and God tells the people through, again, through the prophet, to test him in this, to put God to the test. Like I said, elsewhere, we're told not to put God to the test, but in this case, put God to the test. He says, he says, uh, Test God by bringing the full tithe into the storehouse and see if God doesn't open up the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing they won't have enough room for it. Floodgates of heaven. We're familiar a little bit with this whole flood idea here recently. Amen? Amen. And a floodgate, the purpose is to hold the flood back. If you open a floodgate, what happens? You get Flooded, yeah, that's a right on (laughs) the floodgate. So if we open, so if we open the floodgates of heaven, what are we going to be? Flooded, flooded, not with water, but flooded with blessing, living water, living water. The blessings that God brings to us, Uh, it will absolutely pour in. Can you imagine in your life having blessing just? poured in, being flooded with God's blessing. That's what God says through the prophet Malachi will happen if we bring the full tithe. God will open the floodgates. Does that mean we're going to be flooded with money? Chances are pretty good that's a no. I mean, you might be. All things are possible with God, but I'm not sure that's really going to do what we would need done. Uh, does that mean God's going to flood us with taking away all of our challenges and concerns in life? Again, probably not. It's not like a magic wand gets waved or something like that. What it means is we're going to be blessed beyond our imagination, and each of us is going to be blessed in in an individual way because uh, what is a blessing for you might not be a blessing for me. What's a blessing for you might not be for you. You know, each of us has a particular station and situation in life, and the blessing might look a little bit different for each one of us. We have a testimony of someone actually this is from actually from a year ago, but it was such a powerful testimony. We wanted to share it again with you this morning. Listen to what uh, Rachel uh, Brandenburg has to say about the uh, blessings of tithing in her life.
2: last fall. Um I was in a job that was pretty stable. It was paying me really good money. Um, But some things were happening at the job that I felt like maybe I was supposed to kind of prepare to leave there. Um, So I started looking for other jobs. Um, One day at work, something had happened. And uh, on the way to work, I had been praying, you know, for God, just tell me, what do I need to do? Um, You know, we've been, Kyle and I had been praying a lot about it. And something happened. I don't even remember what it was, but I was like, that. That was my sign. It's time to go. I've got to go. So I put in a month notice, um, and I had this other job kind of in the bag. I didn't have an official written offer, but I thought I had the job. So um, I quit, and the next week when I was supposed to start the other job, I found out that I didn't have that job. Um, So I I work as a psychologist, and um, part of my plan B was to do private practice. And while I was building that, I was planning to work at this other job that fell through. Um, So then all I had left was private practice and two patients. (laughs) So financially, things got really tough for us. And I was questioning, like, why did this happen? You know, I'm I'm pretty sure that was God telling me (laughs) to leave. You know, did I make a mistake and a lot of guilt associated with it and um, a huge risk for us to have taken? Um, So, you know, we're praying about this, you know, help us financially. What are we going to do? And meanwhile, um, we got into a new small group and... We weren't even studying about tithing, but the, ish, the the topic came up, and everyone started sharing about their their struggles with tithing, and you know how much you give, and are you able to give that full ten percent? And some people were saying, you know, but you get to keep ninety percent. But for some reason, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, well, you know, ninety percent of two patients is like nothing. So what am I supposed to do about that? Um, but you know, Kyle and I decided we need we need to start tithing, so we started, um, and what should have taken a year for me to build caseload wise happened in six months Um, that next three months after we started tithing it boomed I actually ended up with a brief waiting list recently Um, so it's just kind of funny how you know we felt like we had no money so we started giving more away and then ended up with money Um, you know we really believe that it has to do with tithing in fact Kyle brought it to my attention not too long ago he's like you know what? Ever since we started tithing, we actually have been doing okay. And I was thinking, yeah, you're right.
0: <laughs> hmm. You know, it's funny. Uh, it sounded like the Brandenburg started to tie that, like the worst time possible. You know, when when if we use logic, we would say, why don't we wait till things are squared away a little bit? I remember a few years ago, my sister was telling me that economically, she's going through a divorce, she had uh, two kids, and economically it was the worst time of her and she said well <laughs> can't get any worse than this and she started tithing and and found the same thing that there was just blessing as a result i mean she didn't get rich or anything but every month she had the money for her bills and after she paid the tithe and it sounded like the same thing here again the blessings are going to be different for each based on what our need is
1: So when we take a look at the widow in this story, and she put her last two coins in the temple treasury, she did that out of faith. She felt God had called her to do that, and in faith and obedience, she did just that. You know, I doubt that she knew exactly where the money was going. That wasn't the point. She didn't designate her funds. She just gave in faithfulness to the Lord. She trusted God to do what God was going to do, and it really was more about her, her heart, than what God, you know, God didn't need her money, but God knew that she needed to give.
0: Mm. Sometimes it's a challenge when, because logically, we want to do it differently. A few years ago, we've, as a church, we've always tithed. At least 10 percent of what comes in goes out for Mission and ministry and outreach and that sort of thing. And and a few years ago, things were really really tight here. In fact, there was one month where we had trouble making a, a payment on a piece of our what we rent here, the space. And was yeah, we re- had trouble
1: paying our rent. Yeah,
0: it was really it was really it was really tight. Well, a piece of the rent. Yeah. it was really tight. And 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 um and I know uh, the treasurer was uh, always tried to make sure that you know the salaries got paid first. And then, but when we looked at it. The salaries, at least, care in mind because we want to speak for the staff. But we said our salaries can't. We always have to put that tithe first. The tithe has to come. The ten percent has to come off the top. We can't wait, uh, and and you know, at the end, but at the top. And and even if our salaries have to wait till the end of the month, and and a little subtle shift like that to just make sure every month that that comes out first. Even if you fully pulled it out at the end, the ten percent, which we were, but. Before anything else, not sure how we're going to pay anything else, but make sure we pay that first. Our uh, challenges financially have been not what they were. Isn't that incredible? Isn't it incredible how God works on that whole thing? Interesting. Um, you know, um, as, as as Carrie was talking about the the woman with the um, the two coins, and she trusted God as we trusted God with here at the church. Um, you guys trust when you put your money in the offering bag. You know, you don't say, well, put $3 to this and $2 to this. I mean, as a congregation, we vote once a year on a budget, but you're not micromanaging where that money's going. You, you faithfully are giving it to God and to the people here are trying to hopefully do what God's calling us to do here. We offer it to the Lord. That's why we call it an offering. And, and, and the other thing is... Um, And this is a challenge. God, the God of the universe, the God who created you and me, the God who who put everything in place, God is going to get God's work done, whether we put our offering in or not, right? I mean, it's not that what you do is unimportant, but God is so huge. God's going to get... the. We think it's a pretty big amount when that 10% comes out each month, but the, the bottom line in God's kingdom work, God's going to get his kingdom work done whether Alan and Kerry put their tithe in or not, right? That, that, that's going to happen. We're not going to make or break it. Um, but here's the thing. What I would say is the really cool thing, the thing that makes the tithing, that make the giving so important, when we offer God that first 10%, what we're saying to God is, God, I trust you. I trust that even though I'm going to give this off the top, you're faithful and you've said I'm going to be able to live off the other 90%, even though that's really yours too. But you're, you're, I'm trusting that what you're telling me is true. We're saying we have faith in God to take care of our needs with what's remaining. We're saying that we're going to put God first when we put it in, not our last money at the end of the month, not our last two coins, but our first two coins. And, 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 and you know, the thing is we have yet to meet somebody who hasn't been blessed when they do that.
1: The really cool thing about um, offering, about tithing, as a church, is we get to participate in what God is doing. God allows us to partner with God in mission and ministry to the world. When we put our offering in, we get to be a part of what God is doing. Now that is exciting. That is so exciting. Whether we put the check in the bag or, you know, ours is automatically deducted so it's just gone and, uh, you know, I don't have to Think about that. But we get to participate in things like um, making a difference in the world. Things uh, that are as basic as keeping the lights on or having heat on in this place so people can come. Thank you for your tithes and offerings because it pays the staff so that the staff can help you. You know, it keeps... Uh, you know, the machine's going, it buys the paper, everything that we need. That comes from tithes and offerings. We get to help. Uh, right now, there's money that's being funneled through our offering to help with the relief from the hurricane. You know, right now, there's all kinds of ways that the money's being used. And, like, at the neighborhood house, do you know that because of your giving, we can keep lights on so people can come and go to AA and Al-Anon and kids can come to God Squad and do all those kinds of things? That's what the offering is all about. We can have Alpha, where people come and meet Jesus, possibly for the first time. The chair that you're sitting on, it all comes from that.
0: When you give to connection, you're helping to raise up future generations of believers through the work we're able to do here with the children and the youth. Not just the 252, but that's a piece of it. But the, tonight, we're, as we said, we're having a bonfire. You say, what's that got to do with Jesus? Well, me, Jesus would have been at the bonfire. You know, he, he, he would have been on the hayride. He would have been doing the s'mores and the hot dogs with us because that's where people are gathering. And, you know, kid's going to invite a kid who's never been to church, and who knows? He might say, well, I might give this thing, a t-, and the next thing you know, they're connecting with Jesus and the life that he offers thanks to the, what you put in the plate so that we can make things like that happen. thanks to you, um, in this congregation, we've already seen two uh, people become ordained ministers in the Methodist, uh, yeah, in the Methodist church, and have got another on, on, in, in the process of that. We've got a couple people who are exploring a ministry in that way already here, and thanks to what you give, we were able to support a ministry over in India where over a thousand kids in a slum in New Delhi have milk and the gospel. Thanks to what you do, and they have a man of God leading them. He was doing had three jobs. We were able to help support him so he could drop one of those so he could give more attention to the school and to the church there where he's um, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with people who are far, far from God. Through uh, our offerings, we're able to help support along with other churches uh, something called Africa University, a university that is that is uh, raising up and educating people, followers of Jesus Christ, to make a difference in that continent and that part of the world.
1: So... We want you to just take a minute and uh, look around. Go ahead. Look at the person next to and you. not just your spouse not or your just, girlfriend you know, look or boyfriend around.
0: or your own kids. Yeah. Look yeah. at somebody else Look here.
1: around. All right. So you just looked in the eyes of someone because of your offering, because of your tithe, has made a difference e- in their life. Because we're able to grow together. We're able to go deeper in faith. This person next to you or the person around you might struggle with various challenges where something here is is helping them go through. Somebody might be experiencing loss, and they're able to come to grief share. That all comes from tithes and offerings. There's others who may have been recently been married or they're new parents, and so they're able to come and have the parenting course. There's all kinds of ways that that your offering helps. It's uh, raising up children of God so that those children can raise up children of God. Mm -hmm. We're all about connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers. And that's done through tithes and offering. Giving is awesome. Because we get to partner with God.
0: And we like to make that, help you make the giving for you as easy as possible. If, if you find it easier to electronically give than to do it in the bag on something, you know, the once a month. We have a, a thing online. We, it's also out at the information booth. Pick that up. If that makes it, uh, you know, easier. A lot, a lot of people use the electronic thing now. We have an opportunity. We feel so sure about tithing that we offer the 90-day tithing challenge. And what that says is, if you and read the, all the fine print and everything, but what it says is, if you start to tithe, you haven't tithe before, and you start to tithe, and you find after ninety days that that you truly are not blessed, you are not blessed as a result of the tithing. We'll give you your money back. That's how strongly we feel about the promise that God makes that that uh, that you will be blessed when you bring the full tithe into the storehouse. And again, that brochure, that paper is uh, available out at the uh, information. It's also available on our website. And uh, the new year, uh, keep, keep your eyes peeled for a, a budgeting course that uh, Mike Rotiner, our finance director, will be offering uh, come the early part of next year. And I know people here who have been able to, uh, uh, because they've been able to redirect and really look at and focus and better budget their money, they're able to give more than they thought they could. And that budget course has been very helpful for many people in this congregation. I would encourage you to keep your eyes and ears open for when that's coming in the new year.
1: So giving is so much more than putting a a few bucks in the bag on Sunday morning. It's partnering with God in God's mission and ministry to the world. Not only here, but um, all around us and to the ends of the earth. We have an opportunity to step up faithfully. Faithfully. And when we give, we're once again reminded that it's not about me. It's not about us. It's all about God. That's the good news of the gospel. Let's believe it and let's live it. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? Almighty God, this is a really, really tough scripture to deal with. Um, I confess at times, probably more frequently than I'd like to admit, that I think of everything as mine and not yours, and um, it is all yours. Thank you for allowing me to uh, keep 90 percent lord thank you for this body of faithful believers for um, each person here and for your word found in scripture help it change and transform our lives we pray this in your most awesome and holy name and all of connection church said amen (laughs) Site at www.connectioncc.org You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692 Connection